0: He wants to jump one thousand cars
1: sir you have a thousand cars <laughs> i don't think i'd attempt to try this stunt uh, or we, we, we owe this horsepower to uncle sam <laughs> too many co- cars. Yeah, no roses would be
0: uh- like i put my beer belly on it yeah. if you can't immediately tell somebody how many cars you
1: have you'll really give those up at a yuppie something to think about stay on the bar don't go yeah. off the bar with your bronco 1980 volvo horns what's right like? <laughs> i at a man's coolant <laughs>
0: He's like, oh, I thought it'd be small. It's for a small car. And I'm like, yeah, but it's, it's still an automatic transmission. They're never going to be light. Like, it's definitely going to have to crash. Starting off with Brad buying another car. That's the West. <laughs> Internet. You know, is this
1: a Nigerian oil print?
0: Uh, I also wish you drove a tan Camry. Anyways, anyway, that, that's ho- a horrible, very horrible podcast that's content. a very a inside joke.
1: Welcome to Auto Off Topic. Hello, Brad. How are you,
0: Andrew? I'm wonderful. How are you?
1: Um,
0: I also uh, promised this week uh, for the couple of people who mentioned it, there will be 100 less dog tapping in the background. Sure.
1: I, I, uh, mean, I, guess it,
0: I guess it was. I guess it was loud last week, and
1: I didn't think uh, it came through, but apparently it did. So apparently it did. Yeah. So
0: I just wanted to uh, get that out there quickly. Uh, couple people mentioned it to me. One person mentioned that they were upset by the dog tapping and all the talking about Toyota Camrys. Um, I can't promise there won't be any Camry talk, but I can no. promise there won't be any dog tapping.
1: Yeah. Uh, those dogs have been fired. So Fired. Sacked, as they say. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, so, see? That's what
0: happened. You sent them off. Yeah. I sent them off just because our listeners said I sent them off to... The great dog. Uh, I blew the joke already because uh, what, what do you call it when you put your dog off? Sent out to, to the to the farm. To the farm, the, yeah, to the farm. Sent out to the farm. So now, how, now, how do you feel for complaining about your free entertainment? I had to send my dogs to the farm. Actually, they're in the living room. I just closed the door. They're not in yeah. the farm. They're good.
1: No. Yep. All right. I'm enough, not cruel. Enough dog talk. Enough dog killing. Doc. Um. Yeah, I'm doing all right. You know, it's uh, cold and flu season. been uh, going around the house, so trying to uh, get through it. I got you. I got you. Hopefully,
0: it's not uh, cold and flu season here anytime soon, because I got a lot of stuff to do, and I don't want to get sick.
1: Yeah. Well, the good news is this is a remote, and uh, I can't get you sick. It's true. It's true.
0: I'm sure somebody is working on a way to transmit biological weapons through the internet, so...
1: Sure.
0: <laughs> so somehow, somehow it'll happen, be like Wonka Vision.
1: Yeah, oh. I. Um, I mean, it's getting that time of year. It's it was Thanksgiving weekend, so I I did all the winter tires on all the cars, and uh, that's about all I've done with cars. So I'm gonna really I mean, it's lean heavily onto you
0: for this that's, episode. That's a big project. Well, unfortunately, this episode is gonna be a little light on the car project content, because it was Thanksgiving week and I was out of town. So I didn't get much done in between last episode and this episode, unfortunately. So that's just how it works. We have family that lives in Oklahoma, and we went there for Thanksgiving. So we were there Tuesday through Sunday, which is a a pretty hefty part of the week. So unfortunately, no car work was done. So stay tuned to next week for hefty car updates, because... There will be a lot done in the next upcoming week, thankfully. Is what it is. Is what it is. But there is plenty of stuff to talk about. Number one, we did a road trip in the new vehicle. So that's something, right?
1: It is something.
0: Super exciting, but we did something. So we did uh, like right around 2,000 miles round trip in the new car. So, yeah, which is pretty crazy because that's a third of the miles on the, on the car we did in one week. But so because of that, we're already at like 6,000 miles. Um, But yeah, I mean, nothing to really report. It was uh, successful. A timing belt didn't break or anything like my last road trip. So we made it back in one piece. I will say there is a minor annoyance that the vehicle has that uh, I need to somebody needs to get to the bottom of. Uh, It seems to be an occurrence that everybody is experiencing with these vehicles and not just the Maverick, but Fords in general is that the Android auto sometimes just freezes up. Yeah. And you have to do a hard reboot on the actual screen by pushing the power button and the fast forward button together. So that's frustrating. It happened. Like, if it happened once, it would have been like, eh, whatever, it's annoying. But it happened, like, over the course of those 2,000 miles, like, nine times.
1: Yeah, that probably has something to do with, like, you know, the version that's on the car. Because it's basically, like, kind of like an Android tablet sitting in there. Uh, and then whatever version's on your phones is a little bit different. So yeah, i sure there's it's some find thing. It, you know, somebody's going to do some sort of patch. Well, the annoying thing in. is...
0: I mean, because it's not like it's a Samsung tablet. Like it's some, it's I don't want to say it's a Ford tablet, but it's whoever Ford gets to build the cheapest, right? So yeah, it's gonna be basically like if you went to Walmart and bought a thirty-eight dollar, you know, Android tablet. That's pretty much what it is. So yeah, it's not of the highest quality because it's you know Ford probably was like cheapest bidder can build these things, and I wish they would just offer like. A spot to put a real tablet or something because it would be much more effective i think but whatever it is what it is it's a minor maybe it's it's a minor quibble in the world of cars because other than that it worked great so i mean the fuel mileage is not as good on the highway as it is around town just because of the way the hybrid system works but i mean i, I still think we averaged like 37 something miles per gallon the whole time so that's still really good I have no complaints, no. It's just it averages closer to 50, like 46 and change
1: normally. Is but. that is that an all-wheel drive one or just front-wheel drive?
0: It is front-wheel drive. Okay. I don't know if they make an all-wheel drive hybrid. They could. I don't think I don't, they do. I don't think they do, though. The only one you get a yeah. hybrid is the, the EcoBoost. Actually, is it yeah, EcoBoost I, or is it? I don't even know what the other one is. I only know what ours is. <laughs> ours is the hybrid front-wheel drive.
1: Yeah, I was just wondering because like i was the all track cross country is like or just on the highway in general is like 32 to 33 which is still which pretty is good really good for an all-drive car Yeah, yeah my volkswagen which
0: was the same basic car just front-wheel drive and diesel as yours did like 39 or so on a long road trip like that
1: now on the maverick I could could break 40 sometimes What do they have you running for, like tire pressures? Like thirty-eight or something?
0: Oh, I've never even looked into it, honestly, because I haven't. I haven't had to think about it. (laughs) It has tire pressure indicators, so
1: uh, we just turned six thousand. Okay, yeah. So So. you you haven't really. I mean, yeah, occasionally you check them, but it's still. But I mean, it's it's got got tire
0: pressure indicators. Like I haven't really thought about it too much. We drove it into. It was it was eighteen degrees at some points during our road trip. And the tire light never came on, so I guess it's okay. I
1: don't yeah, know never I would thought have, about it. Just me, I would have checked the tire pressure. Like, I didn't, I, I honestly, I think maybe I talked about it here. I never checked the oil in the Volkswagen until I drove it to your house in Phoenix. I'd never checked it before. I just had it changed, and I've never checked it. That's yeah, fine. Well, because it was a brand new car. It wasn't, yep. whatever. If it was eating oil, not my problem going to the dealer. Yeah, I mean, we've, I, I opened the hood when
0: we first got the Maverick just to look at it. But uh, I haven't really thought about opening the hood much since then. Because <laughs> it's a brand new car. Um, yeah. I will say that where Naomi's sister lives is like a a dirt, muddy road. Mm-hmm. So we did, or I shouldn't say we, I should say Naomi, cleaned the vehicle as soon as we got back. Like that night, like we drove for 14 hours. In one day, got home, unloaded, and she's like, all right, we got to wash the car. Because <laughs> it was a disaster. Oh, I um, wouldn't even done that. I would have done it the next
1: day, but good for her. Yeah, me
0: too. But, I mean, it was Sunday <laughs> night and we had to work on Monday, right? So, she wanted to get it done. And uh, we went out to the car wash just to rinse it off. We didn't want to do, like, a full wash. And we have that. Actually, I guess this is a Project R update. We talked about the ceramic coating on the car. Yeah. Um, I'm a full believer now. <laughs> like... The mud that I don't know if you remember because you've been to the same place in Oklahoma. It's like a red. It's
1: like a Georgia red clay. It's a That's red clay, people, yeah. yeah.
0: And it's like almost like a like a caliche, like a like a, a quicksand consistency. Like if you step yeah. it, you step in it. It's you. It's you sink into it if it's wet. Um, and it was just the car was just coated on the sides and the undercarriage and the wheel wells were just brown. And we were able to get the stuff off of, you know, the hard plastics and the paint with just the car wash, like, pressure wand. Because, again, we're not going to run through a car wash with brushes because it's got the ceramic coat on it. And you can't, you don't polish over the ceramic coat. So you can't, like, take out scratches and stuff. So you don't want to introduce scratches. But literally just using the car wash pressure sprayer, all the dirt came off. All the bugs came off. Like, there was no issue at all. It was. It worked. It worked really well. So, um, huge believer in that. And also, it was neat when we were out there because it did get super cold, and it was after it rained, so all the water on the car was in these like little fine beads, and it just froze in the car and like this cool little like frozen bead pattern. Um, it was just neat to look at. But yeah, I'm a, I'm a full believer in the uh, in the ceramic coating now for sure.
1: It'd yeah, it's not snake oil. It, it works really well.
0: Yeah, no, it works really well. It's just for the price, I never really knew what you were getting because, you know, even the kits to do it yourself at home are not cheap. And the places that do it for you are very not cheap. So it uh, yeah, I, worked out well.
1: I then. couldn't tell you the difference between that and like the Meguiar stuff, but I can tell you like the Meguiar Mar- stuff works really well just by itself. So,
0: yeah. Well, I mean, it we're is. also only a couple months into it here. We'll see what happens in years, but. As far as what it looks like now, supposedly we don't have to reapply it for like six or eight years. So that's where, that's where I'm my... Yeah, I don't know
1: about that. I'll, I'll be hey, that when I see it. But... Yeah,
0: that's, that's where I'm at with it. But that's supposedly part of why it costs so much money because the product is that good. So we'll see. We'll see what happens. If it has swirl marks in a couple of years or a couple of months, then I'll have a complaint. But in the meantime, yeah, it I... does really well in helping clean the car.
1: The, you know, cause I use the McGuire stuff. I've been doing that like once a year and then it's got the spray stuff that you can spray after you wash it. So you spray it onto the wet car and then rinse yep. it again and then dry it. So it sort of re-ups it. Sure. So, so that's the way I do it. It's like a little bit cheaper way to do it. You can, you could try one of your older cars for like ceramic coated for like 40 bucks instead of 500. <laughs> double that. Okay. Yeah. It's expensive. So, yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: It's not it's not cheap. So but anyway, um I'm I'm sold on its uh cleaning the properties because you know I've washed that mud off of my cars because I've been there many a time and I've washed you obviously road trip bugs off my car and it has never been as easy as this was. Like you have to scrub bugs normally and this just they just fall right off. So I don't know what kind of magic it is, but it's some kind of magic. So but yeah. So uh, other than that, it went well. No uh, no, no complaints. It was comfortable. Uh, the heated seats and the heated steering wheel are nice and toasty when it's 19 degrees out. We did this like...
1: Oh, see, now you're glad you had them.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. I, I already knew I was going to be. I mean, my Volkswagen had heated seats and I lived here in Phoenix with it in the wintertime and... It gets chilly during the night time here in the winter time. In fact, today it didn't even break 60 degrees. It was downright. Oh, I was ready to. I was watching out for ice. Take a drink. Driving
1: talking about the weather.
0: <laughs> um. Yeah, no, it was good. It was a good trip overall. Um, We had one night we're out at like a local park, had like a Christmas thing with Santa Claus. So we had all the nieces and nephews and kids and grandkids and everything went out to to that. And we were outdoors and it was sub 30 degrees and. We were quite cold we got back in the car and it uh, warmed us up nicely with its heated seats and steering wheel. So no, no complaints, no complaints. Modern car talk, nothing to talk about. So you talk about the heated steering wheel and heated seats.
1: So Yeah, exactly. Right. The little, the little annoyances of like a modern car, which is my major complaint with like every new car reviewer because cars are so good. They have to like really complain about the most Indian minor things. things.
0: Yeah. No, it's pretty dumb. There's nothing to complain about. I think we've said it before. Like, you can't buy a bad car. You can buy a car that you might not like as much as another one, but none of them are bad. None of them are going to break down within a week of buying them. None of them are going to leave you stranded. None of them are going to be dangerous. I mean, they're all... Every car on the market is a good car. So, some might be better in the longer term, but no, no car is bad new. So, no complaints. Um, speaking of new cars, I do want to get into, to Camry talk a little bit again. Uh, just to to really burn, to really burn some bridges here. Uh, I'll keep it brief. I promise I'll keep it tangentially Camry related. Um, speaking of Camrys, I've been driving that hybrid now for three weeks, uh, every day, about 50 miles a day. I've used a half a tank of gas. Uh, I'm currently averaging 50.7 50.7 miles per gallon in town. Wow. So, yeah, it's pretty good. Um, but here's my complaint. So, I noticed back, actually, let's let's refer. Let's let's back this up. It's not about the Camry at all. It's a complaint about traffic in general, and I want to have a conversation with you about the difference between maybe here or there or if it's just in general now. So, I noticed back when I had my Jetta that every time I'd accelerate away from a stoplight, the car behind me would be right in my bumper and looking to get around me in any way possible and making hand gestures if they were annoyed. And I was like, huh, because I was never like accelerating quickly away from the stoplight. I was just driving like what I would consider to be a normal pace, um... I don't like jumping off the green, off the light when it turns green to make sure nobody's going to, you know, run the cross light or anything. You always kind of just you ease away, right? And I was annoyed and I was like, well, maybe this car just accelerates a little slower than most normal new cars because it's a diesel and I haven't really noticed it because most of my cars have sub 100 horsepower and are from the 70s. So I just chalked it up to that and I never thought much about it. I get the old cars and the same thing happens. And in those i'm like whatever it's a 78 colt with 85 horsepower maybe i'm just in their way tough life goes on i'll get to the speed limit eventually so i never really thought much about it and now i'm driving what i consider to be a pretty normal car every day you know a toyota camry and i noticed i pull away from a stoplight at what i consider to be a normal rate of speed And it doesn't matter what's behind me. They're on my bumper immediately. Like, mad at me for not accelerating faster. And I don't think I've changed my driving style or habit in the entire time that I've been driving. I've never been one to race off of every light just because I like to save money and fuel. (laughs) Um, And also, I don't want to get creamed by a car running a light in a T-intersection or a crossway intersection. Uh, have you noticed that people are irritable behind you or
1: do you accelerate away from the light fast as well? <laughs> yeah, this sounds like either a Phoenix problem or a you problem. I don't think it's a me problem.
0: I don't think it's a me problem. I think I think I grew up driving out there, so I would think it would be the same. I never noticed it there. I usually have like 2 or 3 car links behind me as soon as I take off. All right. Well, I don't. I just I because <laughs> people are usually super
1: no, it doesn't a, seem to be that. Or just a drag racer in Phoenix, I don't know.
0: Well, so in Phoenix, every cross street, you can see the countdown for the crosswalk. So you always know when the light's about to change. Yeah. Like, you know that when they hit the, the countdown hits zero, the light the other way turns yellow. So people see that light turn yellow, and they get ready to go. And the light turns green, and they just want to go.
1: And I think because you've got the grids, and they're yeah. trying to make it through as many grids as they can. Except the stupid thing is, is that the grid system is set up for 40 miles per
0: hour. And if you drive faster than or slower than you get stuck at light traffic. If you accelerate at a normal, what I consider to be a normal rate of speed in the same way I've always accelerated from a light, Do you always whether hit it was greens? here or there. If I hit Every one green, time? if I hit one green, I will hit consistent greens for miles. Okay. That's the thing. If the time, if your timing's off, then it doesn't work. But th- their time always off, though, because they hit the gas with, like, full aplomb well, every time the light turns green and they hit the next red light.
1: I mean, even if you're, I mean, I don't know, if you're sitting in traffic and your timing is a little bit off, then it's not going to work.
0: I don't know. I just get I get frustrated at people driving so fast, weaving in on traffic because they're just going to wind up hitting more red lights. There's even literally street signs that say street, times t- street lights timed for 40 miles per hour. Encouraging you
1: to do forty miles per hour. Is so. like a is it like a tst though? Is that like forty to forty, or does that account for acceleration to forty? You know what I mean, it, accounts, it
0: must account for acceleration, which is why eventually I hit a red light again. Is my assumption, yeah. But nonetheless, I'm super frustrated by it, and like I'm driving every day. I do like I said, probably fifty miles a day, and every time the light turns green, I accelerate at what I consider to be a normal rate of acceleration i'm not going super slow or i'm not going super fast and it always seems to irritate the person behind me and i get people See,
1: unfortunately here lights are not timed that way right there's not consistent lengths of blocks no no there's not
0: but i mean here somebody will be because again all of our streets here uh, how to explain this to people who don't live here or there so if you live in massachusetts and you've ever driven on like 114 That's how every street and every major street in Phoenix is. It's at least two lanes in each direction, with a center turning lane. So So if you
1: catch a red, will you just keep catching reds?
0: No, because you accelerate to the You time yourself with the next one. So when you're driving down the road, you also can see the countdown for the lights. And if you see one, that's going to be like, it's under like nine, eight, seven, six seconds. And you go through that light and you accelerate to like 41 or 42 miles per hour. By the time you hit the next lighted intersection, you'll be there when there's 15 seconds left. If you go through it at 40 and it's, and there's one second left, when you hit the next one, there'll be one second left and you don't have much of a margin error. So if you accelerate a little more to like 42, 43 miles per hour, you build up a couple of seconds buffer and you can do that consistently and you can get green lights all the way down the major road. This is obviously if there's no traffic, because traffic throws a loop to all of this. But if it's a a clear day with no traffic in that area, and you hit that first green light, you can hit every green light until there's a pedestrian crossing. Because that's the only thing that screws it up. So, I generally don't hit red lights, because I know how to work the system. So... (laughs) Next time you're here, I'll have to take you for a ride and show you how, what I mean. But that's the that's how it works on, on most of the major, major roads here. Like, you know, Union Hills and Bell Road and all those have the same setup in them. Or like 35th North and South have the same setup on it. So it works pretty well if you know how to use it. Maybe nobody knows how to use it. Maybe that's what it is. Maybe nobody pays attention or cares, but my biggest irritation is that everybody just gets annoyed with my rate of acceleration and I'll be damned if I'm going to change my rate of acceleration to satisfy the person behind me. Cause I'm not, it is what it is. So anyway, that's just my rant. I feel like everybody's in a hurry and they shouldn't be because it doesn't matter. Drive smarter, not faster. Right? Yeah. So anyway, that's my rant for the episode, Andrew. Um, I wanted to talk to you quickly as well about Forza Motorsport, which is not Forza, what number would it be, eight or nine? It would be eight. It would be eight. But they know they just switched it to Motorsport. Going back to Forza Motorsport. So it's like Mm -hmm. Forza or Forza, as it says in the intro screen, Motorsport. Um, Forts I, know and motorsports. I know you've had it for a little bit of time uh, I've had it for two days uh, okay. I finally got a proper setup for my steering wheel that I've been using attached to a table for a long time um, and let me tell you that uh, that makes a huge difference it does probably should have spent the $130 two years ago but I didn't so um, I one of those...
1: set mine up at the beginning of like the pandemic and mm-hmm. I was happy. I did. It was very fun. It's been very fun. The beginning of the pandemic, I didn't have space in
0: my apartment to set one up. So, uh, nor did I have a steering wheel, but I have it set up now. The cool thing is I bought one that's collapsible because I don't have a huge house. We only have two bedrooms and I'd like to be able to put it away when not in use so, I bought this stand that kind of folds itself up and I can slide it next to my desk. And it's sort of out of the way when I'm not using it, which is good. Um, I forget the name brand. There's a few. They're all the same. They have like a kind of like an X cross design that folds up and they have a little thing that flips down to put the either the legs of a chair in or the wheels of a office chair, which keeps you like planted in the same position as the pedals the whole time, regardless of pressure point on them um but uh i feel like the game is significantly enough different from forza 7 while still feeling the same my biggest complaint is that the car selection screen it looks like all the cars have black headlights i don't understand that um and i'm not quite familiar with the overall Layout of the game and how you play the game and you know move forward in the game, but I guess it's better than it was when it first came out. I've heard, so that's probably good.
1: I don't know. Yeah, it's okay. It's that like the menus are kind of crummy, and I don't think the graphics are as good as it could be for what it is. But it doesn't seem to be a game. huge leap forward in graphics based on yeah. the last
0: one to this one, especially where it's a new generation Xbox. I thought i would be a yeah, little it's bit, on the next gen. It's like a little bit better. But
1: when you look at videos of grand trans, you're like, wow, that looks really good.
0: Yeah. Um, I did. One thing I did notice is that most of the tracks don't have actual like signage anymore. They have like made up signage, which is weird. Um,
1: Lime Rock's correct.
0: Lime Rock is correct. I did notice that, but all the other ones, like a lot of the fantasy tracks don't have real like sponsorship stickers on them. And they used to, No, but they used to, I don't know why they don't anymore. It was just odd to me. It's like made up sponsor names which is strange. Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to getting more and more into it and doing a little bit of a, a league with our Discord members and whatnot we keep talking about, so we gotta get that set up now that I have the game. Um, I wanted to ask you, though, what steering setting do you use?
1: Uh, whatever was in there so far. Because there, like, there was like assisted unassisted, normal,
0: and simulation.
1: Oh, I use simulation.
0: Oh, take that off because that's terrible. I thought it was better. Oh, I went back to normal and it's way better. I can't, I can't even do anything with simulation. Simulation is like simulated crash. Simulated crashing is what it is. It's not even Uh, fast. It was just doing weird things that didn't make any sense to me.
1: Yeah, it's not. It's not intuitive at all. I don't know. I got to, I, I actually haven't played it because I was annoyed with it because again the physics don't feel super accurate to me. I don't know why. Like, I don't know how they figure it out. It's. I think it was, I think if you go from
0: simulation to normal and do a little practicing there, you'll get a little bit more used to the physics because it felt like a lot more like Forza Seven.
1: Felt like it got better going to simulation, but it's still not right. Oh god! Like it doesn't. I, I couldn't. I couldn't go through a turn with simulation mode on. The only thing like I've done a good amount of laps at Lime Rock so doing Lime Rock in the game like it would still the car would do things and I'm like I don't understand why it's doing these things it Would not, it would not handle like this in real life I don't understand why sure. it's doing this
0: so that was the same situation I had I actually my first night of playing it I went and I got a slow car Um and I went to Lime Rock because I'm super familiar with Lime Rock and I figured a slow car would give me the best you know was it Rural learning Drive? Learning curve. What's that?
1: Was it Rural Drive? It was, yes. I went yes. with the MGB GT. Rural Drive is like nearly impossible in the game.
0: No, Although, I was doing great. Once I turned off like, simulation, I went to normal. I could not complete a lap in simulation. I went to normal steering, and I can drive the car just fine. And it's I forget if there's still what classes they are, but it would have been like an F class in the old game um and i was able to run like a 112 around lime rock which seems accurate for an mgb gt yeah so
1: like i've got a, a brz that i was running laps at lime rock and like top of like fourth gear it'll suddenly like oversteer like the rear tires will lose traction I'm like that's not possible it doesn't have huge power mods so yes, You know, that's the issue. Sense.
0: That's the issue I was having in simulation mode. So I started the game. They give you three choices of a car, a Mustang, a Honda, a Civic or a STI. So I chose the Mustang. Yeah. Um, yeah. Because it was the least normal choice for me. I was like, no, I want to do outside yep. of my norm. So I chose the Mustang. Um, and with simulation steering on, I couldn't drive the car to save my life. And the same thing, because it's not a ton of power mods. It was a bone stock, you know, five liter Mustang. You shouldn't be able to just lose traction mid turn, and that's what I was doing. It, I was like, if anything, it should if anything, it should understeer in this situation, not oversteer. And then I turned yeah. the simulation mode off, and I was able to drive the car properly, and it didn't do random oversteering. It was now understeering as I thought it would. Yeah, i have like, okay, to try it again. Feels better. Yeah, I put it back to normal mode and I had a lot more, a lot more fun with it. So, again, yeah, I only have a I, little bit of time into it, so I could be, you know, talking out my butt here. But,
1: yeah, I don't know. I got, I got frustrated and shelled it. And then the new WRC game came out. If you want to talk right. about that? I don't have that yet. And um, the things in that game, really, really good. Like, oh, yeah, really yeah good. I've heard. Um, that, this, That game on a wheel is really fun. And I've been doing this through our Discord. One of our members, Jared, set it up, Chapel. Um, through it's this other Discord that's just like a, a WRC Discord. It was a Dirt Rally 2 Discord. Yep. But they do like a rally, championship, different things. The one we're doing as a team with four people is the WRC 2 class. Um, which are basically four drive WRC cars, but not without, they don't have the big arrow that the WRC cars have that you see like in the top class. So they're probably like closer to probably an R five car. Um, and man, driving those in the game, like I'm not super fast, but it, it makes you feel like a hero driving the all drive car. (laughs) Yeah. I'll have to to
0: give it a go. I haven't, I haven't, uh,
1: you can left foot brake and stuff. Like, it's really, really fun.
0: Yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll have to give it a go. I, I know I, I had a lot of fun with dirt. I wasn't nearly very good, but as the rest of the people we play with, but I like, uh,
1: enjoyed it. You know, when you watch videos of modern uh, rally cars and they have tons of suspension travel, where you yes. guys watch the car, like, rock back and forth? Yep. Like, you can feel that through the wheel and pedal setup, hmm. which is cool. And the way the camera moves on the screen. Interesting. So it gives a really good illusion. And uh, yeah, they're very, very fun. Interesting. I wonder if it's going to be as
0: trippy as like, probably not as trippy as dirt was through a VR set, but. I don't know. I never played it on the VR. Oh, it spoiled me. It was so good. (laughs) So. Actually, is the new WRC game have VR?
1: I think people were talking about it doesn't have VR coverage yet. Oh, so. okay.
0: Because uh, it was a it was a game changer. I, I my mind was blown when I put the VR set on, and at first I was like, "Whatever, this is weird." And then, but in the menu screens, and then you get to the point where like it sits you in the car. You're just like,
1: "Whoa, <laughs> I'm in a car!" Cause, <laughs> so you can like turn and like look out the window. Yeah. I guess that would be handy.
0: It's wild. It's absolutely insane. I, it's, it blew my mind. I, I didn't, I had no idea what I was getting into. Like, obviously i know the, what VR is, but it just absolutely blew my mind. So good.
1: Yes. I didn't know how to work the body.
0: I'm immediately thinking of, yeah, I think you should leave Sketch as well. But it was, uh, it was, a it was an amazing, amazing experience. And, uh, it made me like consider purchasing the setup myself. So it was
1: cool. I yeah, I was just thinking about because it was Black Friday. I was like, oh, maybe I should buy a new gaming TV, which I still might, but because TVs aren't really that expensive anymore. I was gonna say Black Friday deals aren't what they? Used to be, it used to be like this TV is normally a thousand dollars. Black yeah. Friday, it's six hundred.
0: Now it's like this TV is normally six hundred. Black Friday, it's five eighty two. So well,
1: not even that a forty three inch Vizio. How much do you think that is for gaming? Probably four hundred and fifty dollars. Not even yeah. two hundred
0: fifty bucks. That's gross. It's crazy. When I bought my hey, old, old man rant time, right? It's so going to sound like old man yells like Cloud. When I bought my house in 2009 or eight, either way, one of the, either end of eight or end of a nine. I think it was on nine. Um, yeah. Right my, 40, time my 43 inch Vizio was $1,200. Yeah. So I don't remember if yeah. you went with me to pick it up or Keith, but. I remember buying and being like, I just spent twelve hundred dollars on a television. That's more than I usually spend on a car at the time.
1: Yeah, so. uh, I I don't even I bet the thirty two inch the twelve year old one that I'm playing on was probably like four four hundred bucks. Yeah. <clears throat> well, I know we have granted a set... it's last like twelve years. So it's sure. perfectly fine, but
0: yeah, that that forty three inch that I bought brand new in two thousand and nine is still in full function at my sister's house because her uh toddler was playing a game and threw something and it hit her TV <laughs> and broke the screen. So my TV was still in Massachusetts because it was inconvenient to move a 43-inch television across the country. Um, and they're so cheap, it didn't make any sense to us. It. So it was literally just sitting at my parents' house. So now that's in that's in her house now. <laughs> so it still works too. It's going on, what, oh nine? It's 15 years old now? So almost. It's crazy.
1: Yeah. I it's crazy I, um, that was 15 years ago. I, I've got a, a Vizio upstairs. Not to go into TV off topic here. I've I have used the Vizio brand for like a while because again, another throwback. There's Sony guts, right? Yes, yeah. that's what we were told back in the day. Um, yeah. It was designed by Sony engineers. And I haven't looked. I haven't looked at other TVs because the ones I've had have lasted so long. I just yeah, keep buying no. them.
0: We we have a. A 75-inch Vizio in the living room, which I think was like $699. And I think it's a 47 next to me here in the the office, spare bedroom. So they're also both Vizios. So the only one that's not is because it was something that was already in existence that uh, Naomi had before I moved out here. And uh, it's in the garage. And that's, I think, an LG. But whatever.
1: And they don't, uh, like when you look them up, like, they don't sell different ones at, like, an appliance store versus, like, a box store. It's all the same TV. Yep. So you're not you're not going to get, like, a better one at a different yeah. store.
0: Yeah, no, it's the same. They're the same everywhere. In fact, even, actually, even that LG in the garage, I think, is probably over 10 years old, too. So, Which, which is why TVs nowhere. are so
1: cheap, because nobody's buying them.
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. The only reason to buy them is to get the newest, greatest thing, right? And as long as they have a thin frame around them, there's nothing to really age them ages them as they have a thick plastic yeah. frame around them. But anyway, moving on from TVs. Um, Forza. Yeah, so simulation steering. Hated it. Yep. I would try normal steering again if I were you and go back to it and give it another chance. Uh, I'd love to get some time trial kind of stuff going with uh, some friends. Maybe some uh, some driving in teams. Then you've
1: got it. We'll have to do some head-to-head stuff.
0: Yep. Yeah, for sure. Well, you only can drive rear-wheel drive cars in simulation mode, though, because I want to not lose every time.
1: You should um, be able to go into the rivals mode and find me under Lime Rock.
0: Yeah, I haven't got I haven't gotten got that far yet. I've just been playing a little bit, and uh, I haven't even driven anything outside of what they start you with. I haven't driven anything in a C class yet either. So I've just been playing with super slow MGB Gds. So it's fine. I'll get there. All right. Uh, next topic. You wanted to play a rousing game of Craig Craig. Don't tell me. Well, you don't have any project card updates, right? We already. Yeah, I don't have any because I was on vacation.
1: All right. Let's play some Craig Craig. Don't tell me. All right. You want to go first?
0: Uh, sure Um, I have a couple I pulled up uh, I'm going to start with this one Because it has a good amount of info uh, It's a very neat vehicle And it has a, uh, a price Of of interest So This is a blank 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 Do we give years? We don't give years So it's a blank mm-hmm. Blank year, blank model, blank manufacturer Blank driveline. Mm-hmm. line mm-hmm. Ultra clean Mm -hmm. original matching number rare condition fresh build get ready to turn some heads with this fresh restoration just completed Mm -hmm. with reliability and dependability in mind this is no project Uh, i'm gonna skip over some of this because it doesn't mean anything super clean most complete package in the market today comes armed with files of documentation updated original equipment extra parts turnkey driver with modern day updates and tasteful upgrades. This mm-hmm. rally edition themed masterpiece pays homage to the to the classic. Here are the basics. Original matching number 345 cubic inch V8 tuned by a Joe's Coprator. <laughs> original 727 automatic transmission and transfer case <laughs> with original lockers. Original freshly sprayed drivetrain, I assume that means painted, with Dana axles, updated suspension, and undercoating protective sealant. Original sheet metal and glass with a fresh cut buff polish to the summit white paint. Um, ignore that because it's definitely not white. I don't know why they put that in there. Original seating with fresh black upholstery. Original dash pad, Uh, 5-inch drop shackles, 4-inch RCX lift kit, premium shocks, AC Delco belts, grant steering wheel, HID headlights, Evolve tint, uh, ultimate front and rear steel bumpers. Let's see what else we got here. Everything else is kind of, uh, modifications that don't mean much Removable laminate rear flooring. AC Delco fuel lines. Starts, runs, drives better than what you first rolled off the factory floor. Okay. Uh, I will give you a price for this vehicle. Okay. And you can decide whether or not this helps you or hurts you. Uh, the price for this vehicle is uh, $59,999. Okay. So, do you have any thoughts based on what I said?
1: Well, uh, it's a 4x4 truck.
0: It is a 4x4 vehicle, yes. I said um, that. It has a 727 automatic transmission and a
1: T-case with original lockers. So it's, um, you know, and they're talking about numbers matching, so it's probably something in the 70s. A 727 automatic with a 345 cubic inch V8. It's
0: a Chrysler product. I will not uh, affirm or deny. It is not a Ram charger. Huh. Uh, I would say that is guess one, um, and I will give you a little bit of a clue. Uh, it is not, not a Chrysler product. Oh. All right. Chrysler ben, did not make a three hundred and forty five cubic inch V eight. They did, however, have a seven twenty seven automatic transmission.
1: Yeah. Um,
0: both of which are original to this vehicle.
1: Okay. Okay.
0: It also has All a right. bunch of AC Delco parts. Okay.
1: Yeah. Yeah, I know where we're going here. Um, it's the Jeep Scrambler. It is not a Jeep
0: Scrambler. It's not a Jeep? It's not a Jeep. Actually, I can say that. It is not a brand. It is not a brand that was ever owned past, present, or future. Oh, maybe future. Who knows? It is not a brand that was ever owned by Chrysler. A Jeep? Not a Jeep. Jeep is now owned by Chrysler. This This vehicle is never under the Chrysler umbrella. Really? Okay. This this one has these this manufacturer's engine, the three hundred and forty five cubic inch. But obviously they used a transmission seven twenty seven from Mobar. Um the optional engine is your next hint. Uh was a diesel by
1: Nissan. Oh, oh, oh no. We've um We've talked about this on the in the Discord. I think this is so this is an international scout.
0: Yeah, <laughs> you go. Yeah, an international scout. <laughs> that was a, a big hint in that last one there. But yes, a 77 yeah, International Scout.
1: Um the, the mismatch
0: of parts is what threw me. That's why I chose this one, because it had a lot of info and it had a bunch of weird parts. <laughs> so uh it's a lot of money. A lot of money. 59999 for a scout that is in very nice condition. Um, but it doesn't have any upgrades. It says all the things about modern upgrades, but it's literally just the carbureted V8 with a lift kit and dumb looking 20 inch wheels and LEDs. Um, I don't not want it. I would just change the wheels and LED lights and not pay 60 grand, but it's uh it's cool. So your turn. So we'll give you we'll give you that one after well,
1: two hints. It's funny that you picked that one because this one, uh, it doesn't have a lot of info, but maybe you'll get it. It's a uh, blank, blank, blank. 383, 383 V8, 727 auto with slapstick shifter. All right. <laughs> Runs and yard drives, brakes work, knees exhaust, tune up, other work to be on the road. Clean title just Needs exhaust, that's all I got for you. Oh, a 727,
0: a slapstick, so it's probably a challenger, yeah, 73 challenger,
1: 1970
0: 70 challenger. Okay, yeah, yep. that's that was that was the big indicator of that one. So,
1: and ho- honestly, the only reason that uh, uh, like I just learned what a 727 transmission was by reading this before you gave me that. Oh, so. really, <laughs> yes. <laughs> <laughs>
0: awesome awesome uh and i've yeah I've, i guess my my mopar or no car lifestyle has uh yeah led me to let me to know what that is all right next car for you um i'm just gonna read this ad it's uh okay here we go lauded for meticulous craftsmanship and luxurious amenities this blank 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 traces its lineage back to the iconic Blank series. This example comes finished in a metallic shade of green over a two-tone tan and green interior. It is said to have spent time in California before being acquired by its seller in Arizona from an estate where it was reportedly chauffeur-driven and garage-kept. This classic is now being offered for sale out of Arizona. This Blank... Features an elongated wheelbase compared to the blank, extending the body by approximately four inches. This example is said to have been refinished in its current shade of metallic green at a cost of over $8,000 upon the seller's acquisition. Details include the iconic grille, chrome accents, badging, a dual exhaust, 15 inch wheels, with Vercelli white wall tires. The opulent handcrafted interior is upholstered in tan leather with exterior color matching piping, dashboard, and carpets. Burlwood veneers decorate the dashboard and upper door panels, while a black finished steering wheel frames the blank branded instrumentation. Equipment includes chrome trim, rear footrests, and an aftermarket XDM 260 AM FM CD player. Signs of wear are noted along with some dashboard cracks. Seller reports air conditioning currently inoperable, (laughs) and the power windows operate slowly. Power is derived from a 6.75 liter V8 with a single Solex carburetor, with as much as 200 horsepower and 398 pound-feet of torque through a three-speed turbo-hydromatic TH400 automatic transmission. Power steering rack. And Pinion have been rebuilt. Fuel pump has been upgraded. I'll give you the price on this luxurious vehicle. $15,000. Open to trades.
1: Well, it's a Bentley. Incorrect.
0: Rolls-Royce? Yeah, okay. Yeah, you got there pretty quickly.
1: I was hoping... I should have made that my first guess. I I switched him.
0: I was hoping that the transmission would throw you for a loop.
1: No, it was the description and then the engine size. Yeah.
0: Well, I was hoping that the 6.75 liter V8 and that turbo hydromatic TH400 would lead you to the path of Cadillac. But, yeah, alas, nope. I was wrong. Yes, this is a 1977 no, I... Rolls-Royce Silver Wraith II. Um, yeah. It, what's wild it or to me, not
1: Go ahead the The way you described it painted a picture of me, like in my mind.
0: Oh, that's not how they, I described it, sir.
1: Uh, sir, I did not describe it. Okay. I was just reading
0: how somebody else wanted you to learn about the their way
1: vehicle. the way <laughs> you put the feeling into it. Yeah, I guess uh, i I got a uh, wedding car out of it. Okay, yeah. If it was a white fancy for wedding sure. car, yeah.
0: I think the chauffeur thing was probably also a dead giveaway. Right? I should yep. skip the chauffeur part and just talked about the rest of it, but. It is what it is. Um I actually like the car. What's wild to me is that it's the same year as that Scout. So that Scout is a 77. That brand new was probably $3,000. Yeah. And this is a 77 that brand new was probably $55,000. <laughs> and now yeah. that Scout is 59 grand and they're asking 15 for the rolls. So <laughs> It's just that uh, it's a, a bargain by any other name, Andrew. So,
1: All right. Here we go. Uh, let's see. I'll start here. <clears throat> 17,000 original miles. Only maintained by blank Chuck Tater. Never seen rain. Heated storage with custom cover. Second owner. All receipts and paperwork. Brand new clutch. Infinity 1000 ECU tires. All fluids changed and maintained religiously. Car is MINT, all caps. And faster than any production car ever made. Beat the Bugatti Chiron from 0 to 200 by 21 car lengths. What? Suspension done by blank, blank, blank. Never tracked. Never is all caps or abused, adult owned. It'll be headed to Meekum auction in February where the reserve will be 199,000. There were eight of these made and only two in this color combo. Who knows how many are left? No question mark. 1039 horsepower to to rear wheels. Sounds like an F 16.
0: (laughs) Uh, okay. (sighs) Ah, It didn't say anything about the engine other than its horsepower. Yeah. Uh, am I supposed to know who Chuck Tater is?
1: I don't know. <laughs> I didn't think you'd get it. I couldn't say the other part because it would give away the car. What he's called.
0: What he's called? He's called Chuck, Chuck Tater. Chuck Tater
1: apparently has a name that would give away the name of the car if I oh. if I told you. <laughs>
0: I'm gonna to have to Google this afterwards because I uh, I don't want to know. So it's faster than a Veyron, supposedly zero two hundred. A Chiron. Okay, and it has how many horsepower? One thousand thirty nine. One thousand thirty nine. Yeah. So it's there's no way it's faster than a Chiron. Isn't the Chiron know. like two thousand horsepower? I don't know. The guy's name's Chuck. <laughs>
1: yeah. Chuck
0: Tater. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, I, I I don't have any idea. Um, based on his solely his name, it's an American car. Because yes. no guy named Chuck is tuning Lamborghinis or Bugattis. So, it's an American performance car, obviously. And it's not a stock version. So, it's one of the... It's either gotta be a Corvette or a Viper or a Mustang. That's that's. I mean, maybe a Camaro, but I feel like I I feel like I'd know it if it was a Camaro just because of my Camaro love. Um. God, what would Chuck build? Well, we're just gonna conflate this guy with Chuck Norris, and we're gonna okay. say that he builds the baddest the baddest Corvettes out there. No, no, no. Chuck Norris would have a Dodge because he always said Dodge pickups. I'm reaching now. I, I my my joke answer is Viper, but I bet it's a Corvette. It's probably a ZR1 or a supercharged something, um, with slicks on it. So it, yeah, it's faster than a Veyron, but it doesn't turn when it gets to the end. Is my guess. So, uh, yeah, this is gonna be Chuck's vets, and Chuck's gonna be, Chuck's gonna be like, Vet Man. aviators chuck 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 Vetman tater is uh god why haven't i've never heard this guy i'm mad now um it can't be real uh yeah so chuck's 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 driving corvettes so this this is this is probably a c7 because nobody's done much with c8s yet uh c c c c7 uh c7 c7 corvette that's it that's my answer not
1: correct. It's not correct. Nope. Not correct.
0: It's only a thousand horsepower. Yes. I say that. but It's funny now because cars are like ridiculous and 2000 horsepower is everywhere. Um. Well, Vipers of note are 2000 horsepower. But maybe it's not a new one. Is it a 1st general
1: Viper? It is a first-in Viper. Nice. You almost backed into it.
0: I did actually when I said that Chuck Norris would drive. Yeah, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. Well, he drove Dodges in the show.
0: Yeah, that's why I changed it. To, that's why I changed it to Dodge. <laughs> All right, let's see. What's uh how do you spell Tater? T a t o r, t a t e r,
1: t a t t a t o r. O r. It's the Viper Wizard. His, oh, I was gonna say what's T-A-T-O-R. his name? Chuck Tater.
0: The Viper Wizard.
1: Yep. Tater. So this Garage. is a 1997 Dodge Viper Hennessy Venom, thousand horsepower.
0: That's more important than Tater. Who the hell's Tater? So Tater That's didn't build nothing. Tater just maintains it? Yep. Oh my goodness. Um Chuck's got a pretty good website.
1: There are eight of these made. Two thousand gen two GTS. And only two in this color combo, so it's the classic blue with white stripes.
0: Is it a roadster? Oh, it's GTS you said.
1: No, GTS, which I will forever, I forever hmm. like GTS Coupes. Like, they're really yeah, good looking cars. That's a Gran
0: Turismo, like, <clears> Turismo lot right cool.
1: there. Mm-hmm. Um. And seeing the the Orca race cars back in the day. Yep. And uh, I got to work with, wildly, a guy that was one of the head engineers on the Viper program. Oh, that's one cool. of my last jobs. Yeah. He had a bunch of Viper pictures in his office. It was pretty cool.
0: Uh, I just sent you a link um, to Chuck's website. It's, it's tatersdodge.com, T A T O R S, dodge.com. It's like delight- Tater Tomater? It's delightfully terrible.
1: Like, oh, this is from 1997. <laughs> yeah, 100%. <laughs> I
0: think it says yeah, hosted what- by Angel Fire on the bottom. Like, <laughs> Yeah,
1: this is web 1.0.
0: Yeah, it's pretty, pretty rough. Uh, I like that page. So if you go to photo page two, uh, it's titled photo Two: the snake pit, lots of snakes. And then there are two pictures on this page. Both of them are just entitled. This is one of my favorite images.
1: (laughs) Email the wizard. Um, This is
0: this is good stuff.
1: But this is the guy I want. He's not good at websites. He's good at fixing yeah. the cars. Photo
0: 3. More snakes. Snakes of all kinds. More snakes at Tater's Barbecue. Lots of snakes. All kinds and colors of snakes. It's like a kindergartner wrote a book. Ah, uh, boy. Uh anyway, okay, I do have one more for you. Before we uh before we end this. Yeah,
1: then I get one more. <laughs> okay,
0: good. Um man, that was that that took us down a rabbit hole and the I'm upset that I didn't stick with my my joke answer.
1: I couldn't I couldn't I was like holding my laughter back that yeah. you <laughs> made the jump from Chuck Norris Didn't Chuck Norris have from a Viper
0: T- at one point in the show?
1: He probably did. Probably he ha- he did. definitely drove the Dodge pickups of that generation too, though. Yeah,
0: like a 97, 98 silver yeah, Dodge yeah. Ram. Yeah. I yeah. remember the show was absolutely hot garbage. But I remember watching it. It was an ad it. for Dodge trucks. I remember watching it with my grandfather. Um my mom's dad and uh, it's just, go, it will always have that. Like I don't know, nostalgia, nostalgia worm in my brain because of memories of my grandfather. So, yep. you know, I would have already been like 16 or 17. So it wasn't like childhood, childhood, but still a, a core memory of watching that show and watching Nash bridges with him. So
1: I, I liked Nash bridges too. And I was in third grade and I loved that corny ass Viper show.
0: Oh, see, I didn't get into the Viper show.
1: Yeah. I was eight, uh, so it was cool.
0: All right, um, I mean, I was only eleven. I just didn't like it. I thought it was dumb because I didn't like cars that transformed into things that didn't look like cars anymore.
1: So, it still looked like to... a car. It kind of looked like a coupe. It looked like a dumb like, car, though. When you go back and look at the now, like the CGI, you're like, "Whoa, that was, it was horrible, real bad." Have you ever watched an episode of uh, Night
0: Rider in the Modern yeah. Times? Absolute garbage. The physics, I never watched it
1: in olden times. (laughs) The physics alone are terrible. Um, all right,
0: I loved Knight Rider just because the car was a car.
1: No, we've talked about it before. I was more of a chips, chips was cool.
0: I was big in chips too because it was on TNT at two o'clock when you got home from school. Yep, yeah, I'm well aware. We were across the street from each other watching the same television shows. All right, so let's see. Uh, this one here is uh, near and dear. Let's see. Blank, blank, blank with a V6. Only 96,000 miles. 10.5 or best offer. You won't believe the condition of this cream buff. With a B. I assume it's a mistake. It looks like it's no more than a few years old. I got it from the original owner's family and I have the original bill of sale from when it was purchased new. Interior has nearly no wear. Nothing missing and nothing broke. No crack in dash. Original paint. Everything works. Full power everything and the digital dash, sorry, and, in quotation marks for some reason, the digital dash option. I have all the repair records. It had, in the past, the usual dried and cracking door seals from age, but I replaced all the door and window seals completely. The usual headliner and sun visor sags from age both replace and I changed color from black to light gray, which brought it up to date and look a ton better. I had the usual oil leak in the remote oil filler adapter. Period. Repaired. Period. I've also replaced the faded rear cargo area carpet and the faded carpet on the metal panel that covers the gap when you fold the seat down. I had the rear tire rack repowder coated because it had rust on it.
1: Transmission okay. was... You got it already? S10 Blazer. Oh yeah, 100%. <laughs>
0: <laughs> so uh, I wish that I had a lot of money um I genuinely do because if I had look the, at drugs if I had the kind of money that I could throw away ten thousand dollars and not think about it um I would buy this truck and I would immediately put it on a transporter and send it to your dad. Because your dad needs a really nice S ten. Um but unfortunately I can't swing ten grand to give a gift away. So <laughs> um it is absolutely stunningly gorgeous. Uh it's under a hundred thousand miles. I've never seen one with a digital dash before. It has all of the like interior pockets over the rear wheel wheels. Did yours have that? Yeah. Yeah, see, none of ours yes, ever like did. Yes, like the zippered
1: pocket. Yes. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yep. See, mine, mine didn't have that.
1: They had a lot of, like, I think that was still at the time where you could, like, check different options with GM. Like, you wouldn't sure. get packages. You'd get yeah. random options.
0: Well, your dad ordered his brand new, and that's why it's got the two-tone and Steely's, which we'd never, ever seen no. before. So.
1: Somebody ordered that and then didn't pick it up. He bought it off the lot. Well, that's from.
0: what, yeah, but he bought it brand <clears throat> new
1: with some of what was, it was a special order. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, because, yeah, I'd never seen another one that configured that way. Yeah. No, I I uh, I would love to own this vehicle and just
0: I I, I do I, I genuinely wish I had ten grand because I would just buy this truck, ship it to Massachusetts. Your dad could use it all the time under the condition that I could use it when I came home to visit.
1: <laughs> you but know what? Unfortunately, the deal? I don't have the ten grand to do that. Was the uh, when he said the sagging headliner for whatever reason that like?
0: Yeah, well, that's I every car it. from that era. They all do it. I thought, so I skipped over the 4.3 on the V6. Um, I just said yeah. V6, thought so that would be a dead giveaway. And I and the rear, also... The
1: swing away rear tire really got it too.
0: Yeah, I, I didn't want to leave that out because that was an important clue. I didn't want to give too, too much, but... I also, seeing this is a near and dear vehicle in the beginning was probably an indicator that it was going to be something that you cared about uh, for better or for worse. So... I'll send you this link in case you're tempted to relieve yourself of ten grand. Yeah, so, you know it's a uh, it's a collector's piece, Andrew. It's uh, only going up in value. So, I I genuinely like it. I mean, if I didn't have the want for a really clean Tudor Raider again, um, well, not again a really clean Tudor Raider because my last one was not that. I would buy something like this instead, but. I genuinely want that raider. So Uh good guess, Andrew. You're now you're three for three today, actually. So crazy. Yeah. Good night for me. Yeah, very good night. Took a lot of hints in the first one, but we got there. Three yeah. hints, which I guess is probably should be the limit, you know, if we want to steal the rules from uh, our friends over at another pointless automotive podcast in their ad game. Yeah. They do a three three guess, three hint rule. So all right. You got one more for
1: me? One more. All right, skipping the first sentence. I imported it from Japan two years ago, and I've taken my time getting it roadworthy. So, good way to start there. We know it's where it's go. the country. Yep. Five-speed manual, four-wheel drive, with the non-turbo, single overhead cam, 4A30 engine. To Toyota. I rebuilt 4A30. I rebuilt oh. the top end, so it has a freshly machined head. New head gasket all the valves, blah, blah, blah. Sparking, you know, the whole thing. Head job. Uh... Basically an engine service that needed at 100,000 miles, but probably didn't get. Moves through all the gears and has a working high-low four-wheel drive switch. Power windows, locks all work. No engine lights, AC works, no rusts. Aftermarket Bluetooth radio, sub, and speakers. Dominator reads in kilometers, so it's 138,064.
0: 4A30 is Mitsubishi. 4A3 is Toyota. That was my... I thought yep. was there four a three c, or four a thirty is Mitsubishi diesel. I don't know what exact diesel that is.
1: Um, oh, I don't know. Is it was diesel? Well,
0: it's got to be because it's a, it's a four a thirty. It would have to be a. Um,
1: Oh, G for gas.
0: Yeah. Well, it's usually hmm. D for diesel, too, actually. so, um, But I think the 4A30 is actually, you know, how, like, it's 4G63, or you could also say G63. I think that's the way those work, too. So it should be, like, a 4D something. Maybe I'm wrong.
1: Uh, I think it's gas,
0: but... <clears throat> is it Gas. <throat>
1: Yeah, it looks, I think it is. I'll send it to you afterwards, but uh, any guesses? Well it's, any it,
0: well, it's got, it's a, it's a, oh, okay, so it's got a three at the end, which, mm-hmm. so if it's the same naming convention as a 4G63, no, it wouldn't be a three cylinder because the four is first It's a four cylinder. Unless, no, I don't know. No, it's gotta be. It's gotta be because their 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 naming culture is always the first number is the cylinder count. So it's gotta be a four cylinder. And I don't mm-hmm. know. I truly don't know if it's diesel or gas, but he said it's four wheel drive. Yep. Now the four D thirty is the diesel because that's the. Yeah, this one. is gas.
1: Yeah.
0: I, I'm not familiar with this engine name, so it's gotta be. It's gotta be a small one. Like a K truck, so is it a a Pajero Mini? It's not, or Junior, I guess I could say Pajero Junior. I would feel I feel like I should know this engine if it's not a K vehicle, because I don't know anything about the K vehicles. Other, it's a K K vehicle. Okay, so it's just a, it's just a cave, little K-Van? It yeah. is. Okay, cool. I don't know the name of the Mitsubishi K-Vans. Do they even have names? Uh, Minicab. Mitsubishi Minicab.
1: Minicab. Yeah. Bravo. Yeah. Got there. U44V.
0: Okay. Yeah, man, I am I am not. I am lost on those because the, the we're actually we're just talking about this in Discord today. The Mitsubishi naming structure for car engines has always been. So 4G63, four-cylinder. Four, gasoline, G, uh, six, serious engine family, and then three, the version. So this doesn't go along those lines, 4A30. So that's four cylinder, but A doesn't mean gasoline or diesel.
1: From Wikipedia, the Mitsubishi 4A3 engine. Is a range of alloy-headed inline four cylinders from Mitsubishi Motors introduced in 1983, and the sixth generation of Mitsubishi Minica K car shares a 72 millimeter uh, bore pitch with the 3G8 series three cylinders. See, if like you said 3G8. I would have known that
0: one because that's the one that's in the Minica <clears throat> Danzan. Yeah, but anyway, that's I I I only got there because I got there, but I uh, I don't I don't know this. Is there there's no name for this engine? It's not like Sirius, Cyclone, Astron, Neptune, mm-hmm. Orion. It's just Mitsubishi engine. That's weird. I wonder if they just don't care about their cake cars <laughs> So they don't name them as fun. Yeah, that's uh it was pure. I also pure... just
1: learned about uh the Mitsubishi pistachio. Is
0: it green? It is green. Are they all green? Uh,
1: only fifty were made. Either Citron Yellow or Laure green. Hmm.
0: I assume it comes with this engine.
1: It does. Um I just I'm just looking at right Automatic now. stop go. Uh, and so equipped the pistachio recorded fuel consumption of eighty five miles per gallon. pretty good for gas only yeah i was it was pure guess that
0: this was mitsubishi because when i said when you said 4a30 my brain went to the 4ac not 4a3 which is the toyota and then you said the number again and i was like it must be a mitsubishi (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's the way you said it but it doesn't make any sense because it's doesn't fit the mitsubishi naming convention at all but Maybe they stopped that because this engine didn't come out until the 90s. Maybe they stopped new Maybe. engines from having that. Because part of what we talked about on the Discord was that the 4B11 doesn't fit any of those naming structures either. Other than the first number being the four-cylinder. So.
1: Um, I forget. what I think the B meant. The numbers mean the block alloy, whether it's steel or aluminum.
0: The Two. first number always means the engine cylinder count.
1: I have i can't remember. I remember learning it in training. It's like, so yeah. four-cylinder.
0: G for gasoline. E.
1: And then six was engine yeah.
0: family. And then three was version, which maybe version is whether it's alloy or steel or something. Yeah. Because you can get a 4G63 single cam and a 4G63. Dual cam, but they're both aluminum head, steel block.
1: Yeah, there was something to denote that the four B eleven was all aluminum, but it, it doesn't matter right now. We're uh, we're into the weeds it, here. It so doesn't matter uh, <laughs> no. uh Let's wrap it up, I guess. Uh, okay. Yeah this this is really cool. Um, this is one of the other cars I'm looking for actually. It's local, so. Oh yeah. Let's see. Um, Anyway, uh, where can they find us? The
0: internet. Yes. If they're listening there. Auto off topic.
1: Auto off topic podcast. Facebook, if you want. Auto off topic. Definitely on Instagram. Auto off topic on Threads. There is. I'm on Threads, and I'm on Instagram. Race and anger. Same. Uh, same name. And uh, Brad, where can they find you?
0: Uh, they can find me at both. Instagram and threads under the same name, T S I S S three five zero. And you can find all of our scale car content under scale autocast in both places as well. And that's it.
1: And the podcasts that you're, you're listening to us, we are on like all major platforms. Um, I think I asked this maybe the last episode, but again, if you haven't left a review in a while, just leave us a a great review because it helps. It does. Um, and, uh, yeah, I did, like, we got our Spotify wrap uh, for, like, the podcast. They actually mm-hmm. do one for the podcast owner.
0: Oh, interesting. You would send that to me because I yeah. haven't seen that.
1: Yeah. Um, 13 yeah, it's people It's a listeners. good amount of listeners on just Spotify, but Excellent. we're everywhere, so.
0: My know. Spotify wrapped was a disaster this year, and I'm quite mad about yeah.
1: it. Yeah, so. but you'd have to be in the Discord to know about it, so. Yeah. That's the thing. Come join the Discord. Message Us. We'll send you a, a link. Yep. Um, and we're gonna do some um for the beginning of the year, I'm gonna do some Discord specific off topic stickers.
0: Yeah, that... and those hats are in process. I didn't unfortunately get them done in time to bring them
1: home from Oklahoma. All right. But they're That's in cool. they're in process. Cool. So and I got some other stickers. Some other stickers to sell, and the stickers that are for Discord will just be given away to Discord people. Yes. So, anyway, anything else? I think that's it, Andrew. All right, cool. So, as always, keep your girls analog and name for the roses.